Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. No perfect pastors, no perfect teachers. That's because we teach imperfect people just like you. That's because we're all the same. But this is perfect, and Jesus is perfect. So what Jesus is going to say is, you have to teach that Jesus is the only person to follow. Say it with me. Jesus is the only person to follow. That's exactly where we're going. Now, I want you to take a look. I gave you four bad ones. Let me show you the right one. Remember, following the wrong leader always ends badly. In the Old Testament, particularly in the Psalms, there are songs exalting the God of Israel and at times mocking the idols of the Gentiles around them, pointing out their futility and lack of power. The same warning of worshiping created things can certainly apply to us today. Pastor Mark will be teaching us from the book of Luke where Jesus warned the people against following either false teachers, religious traditions, or their own ideas. Jesus declares he's the only way to God, states that we must follow him to be pleasing to God the Father. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark as he continues his message, Who or What Are You Following? You cannot come to Christ and go, well, I'll add him to my repertoire right here, and I'll just do my thing, and if I need him, I'll call him. No, it doesn't work that way. When you follow Christ, you have to unfollow you. But that's the greatest decision and the most important decision you'll ever make is to simply unfollow you. Number three, blind leader, idols and possessions, pleasure, position, and power. That's the four Ps. Let me take the first one. On the screen, and I'm not trying to be insensitive at all, but I want you to understand, billions of people this morning, all over the world, bow down to man-made idols and worship them. They pray to them and ask direction from them. I just want you to stop and think about this for a moment. Again, not making fun of anybody. Linda and I go all over Asia. I've seen it so much. Let me just say this morning, let's make this man-made podium an idol. Not a Buddha, not whatever, just make it an idol. Now, what I've seen, and it's, it just drives me, that's why we go on missions in those areas. Because when they bow, and we watch them, and as they come out, of, they've been crying. They're praying for direction. They're just like us. They can't do life. They're praying for direction. They're praying for help. They they have a situation. They don't know what to do. Now, think about this. I'm bowing down and praying to this or to that. What kind of answer am I going to get? 
Because why? Can't see, can't hear, can't speak. Man-made. Just think common sense for a moment. It's hard. Because these people were raised in this and they're blinded. Nobody seriously would bow down and ask for help from the podium. But today, more than 2 billion people do every day. They mean well, but they're deceived by a blind guide. One day, God knew this was going to happen. So he gave us the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament. Remember this, this commandment? Exodus chapter 20. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth or beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. What did man do? Exactly the opposite. Exactly the opposite. By the way, did God's own people, the nation of Israel, make idols and bow down to them? Exactly. See, Jesus was in heaven then. He knew you can't find a, follow a blind leader. He watched the children of Israel. He's going, oh, God, Father, look at this. You see, God is greater than any idol because he's all-knowing. He's alive. An idol is man-made, so it's even less than you and me. Can't help us. But God knew that Satan would deceive men. And when that happens, it is disaster because there's no help. There's no direction. There's no comfort. This can't comfort me. Well, the second thing I had up there, it seems like a strange blind God, but it's power. It's possessions. It's these kind of things that get a hold of us. Pleasure and position. You see, when you look at that, that's a huge idol. People bow down to the altar of possessions. Pastor Mark, I don't need anybody to guide me. You want to see my 401k? It's fantastic. Well, good. But when you die, it ain't going with you. And if it did, it would burn up quicker than you, because you never burn up. Now, do you know who the biggest idol really is? Do you know what the most worshipped idol is in the world? Anybody know? Just raise your hand right now. Just raise your hand. Come on, everybody, raise your hand. You're the biggest idol, because who do we worship? No, me. See, you worry about other people and what they think of you. I'm going to give you a little clue this morning. Most people don't think of you at all. Do you know why? They're too busy thinking of who? Mwah! We're stupid. So I, I want you to turn to a passage because money and possessions, it blinds us to the truth. Turn with me in your Bibles. Keep your finger right there. Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Now, you're going to see it's an amazing thing because Paul is writing to Timothy and he's saying, be careful in the last days. Things are going to change, and we're kind of in those last days. Nobody knows exactly, but here's what it is. 2 Timothy chapter 3, all of our campuses, you guys watching us online, come on, Vera, Sebastian, here we go. 
Verse one, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. Now watch this. People will be lovers of who? Themselves. Lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited. Watch this, watch this. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form talking about church and religion of godliness, but denying the power. And watch what Paul says, have nothing to do with them. And you're going to see why in a moment. That doesn't mean we don't go after the lost. Of course we do. That's why we do mission trips. That's why you and I give altar calls at the end of every service. That's why you invite people. But it means that if you hang with these people be careful, you're going to become like them. So you have to stand, be, have a heart for them, be around them, but you can't enter into their lifestyle of all this proud, abusive money, uh, lovers of pleasure. It's a disaster. It blinds you to the truth. You'll never follow God. That brings us to the fourth thing when it says a form of godliness, but no power. Here's blind leader number four. Dead churches... Religious systems, the denominations or whatever you want to call them, all denominations are bad, just some. And spiritually dead leaders. Who was Jesus talking to when he started our teaching this morning? He's talking to his apostles. Who is he talking about when he says, don't let the blind lead the blind? He's talking to the Jewish religious leaders. He's saying, you started knowing God but you've replaced it with form and dead ritual and all. You got to wear the right clothes. You got to be here. You got to do this. You replaced it with form and rituals. It's dead. And the, what happened is they replaced the word of God with form and ritual. So you come into church, nice music, nice little short message. Hi, God, how are you today? Good to have you with us. You're great. You don't need God. You're self-made people. Everybody goes to heaven. Have a nice week. I'll see you next week. That's exactly what they were. See, and when a blind leader leads blind people in church, they follow. So Jesus says, guys, When you take over the church when I go back, make sure you stay in the word of God. You see, Jesus one day even made this statement. Look at it. And why do you by your traditions violate the direct commandments of God? Now, most of you don't know this illustration, but I'm going to give it to you very quickly. A person that's going to become a pastor, either is going to go through a school of ministry like we have, or they're going to go to seminary or whatever. Normally, they're going to have some kind of religious background. I can tell you this morning, especially in the United States, I don't know a lot about a lot of parts of the world, but I know this principle is basically true. There's a few of them, but it's very difficult this morning to find seminaries that are godly in the United States. Many of our seminaries have godless professors teaching godless theology to the students who are young. They're 18, 19, 20. They don't really know anything. And they have replaced. There's many, many seminaries, Bible seminaries that say this is not the inspired word of God. They're teaching that. 
And they teach that, well, maybe the first five books of the Bible, just an analogy. It has nothing, no truth in it. Just somebody's writings. Let me tell you what else they teach. You say, well, Pastor Mark, that's not really true, is it? Oh, it's true all over the United States. Europe is already done. England is already done. Wait till you hear the story next week. A Muslim leader has met with the head of the French government. Wait till I share with you what he's recommending in France as far as churches and mosques. You will be shocked out of your mind. But here's what they teach in our Bible schools, in our seminaries, many of them. The Bible is not inspired. Jesus was not born of a virgin. Jesus sinned while he was on this earth. All roads lead to heaven. At death, everybody goes to heaven. There's no absolute truth. Now think about this. Here, I'll pretend that I'm this guy that just went to a seminary that taught all that. So I've been assigned to this church. By the way, those of you that are visiting, I do believe in the Bible. I teach the Bible. Relax. But let's say I'm here. And so I say to you, have a nice day. You know, Jesus was a really good guy. He was a great instructor, but he sinned. And so there's no sin that's going to send you anywhere to help. Everybody that's born, you know, God is the God of love. You're going to heaven. And so here you are as parents. You're brand new parents. You have no religious background. Wow. I knew that somebody used to tell me there's only one way, but that's crazy. That sounds a lot better to me. So as a parent, you're buying into what? All this false teaching. The blind are leading the blind. Now you go home as a loving parent and you transfer these teachings to your children. The children grow up. What are they going to teach to their children? The very Same thing. May I introduce you this morning to the United States of America religious system. You say, Pastor Mark, you're kidding me. I'm not kidding you. Not all churches by any means. But that is Satan's way. The blind lead the blind. And when you begin to see this and understand this, what Jesus is trying to say to his apostles, look what happened to the Jewish church. Don't follow them. They are blind to the truth of God. Make sure you teach God's word. So what he's saying to us today, listen to me closely. He's saying, you make sure that you're in a church that teaches the word of God. All of it. Teaches sin, teaches salvation, teaches the goodness of God. If you're online right now and you're in a church that doesn't believe in the Bible, I'll tell you exactly because I've heard Charles Stanley say it many times. You go kindly to the pastor and you say to him or her, I'm praying for you, but I'm going to a church where God's word is taught. God bless you and get out of that place because the blind lead the blind. It'll be a disaster. Now, let me preface something. There are no perfect pastors. And there's no perfect teachers. But you need to follow me. If I'm teaching the Word of God, you'll know it. you got your Bible open. No perfect pastors, no perfect teachers. That's because we teach imperfect people just like you. That's because we're all the same. But this is perfect. And Jesus is perfect. So what Jesus is going to say is, you have to teach that Jesus is the only person to follow. Say it with me. Jesus is the only person to follow. That's exactly where we're going. 
Now, I want you to take a look. I gave you four bad ones. Let me show you the right one. Remember, following the wrong leader always ends badly. Turn with me to John 14, 6. Here's Jesus speaking. John 14, 6 in your Bibles. This is huge. Jesus answered. Somebody asked him about the way. He says, I am the way. If you've never circled the in your Bible, you need to do it. Jesus did not say, I am a way. He is the only way. He's the truth. And he's the life. You can't get born again. Can't get a life without Jesus. No one comes to the Father. No one gets to heaven except through me. Notice what you hear today. All roads lead to God. No, only one road leads to God. There's only one mediator between God and man. The man, Christ Jesus. So understand, he's the only guide. So here's what I wrote. And watch how he defines this on this path of life. It's huge. We all have questions. We're in the dark from time to time as we're doing life. Notice this. Write this down this morning. Jesus is the only guide and leader to follow. Period. Done. Finished. Truth. No options. You don't follow a man. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. So if I get offline, the elders will get rid of me or correct me. You don't want to go into church and follow a man. You don't follow a man, you follow God. Now, watch what Jesus says. When we begin to follow him, watch what happens. Look at this. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light. Light means wisdom. We, it, it opens up, I know what to do. I'm the light of the world. How important to a blind person. <laughs> I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in what? Darkness, what? again, but have the light of life. When I come to Christ, those of you that are on the fence trying to figure whether this is really good, when you come to Christ, you have his wisdom, all-knowing God. He already has a plan for you. He'll direct you. He'll show you how to do life. Idol can't do it. Satan will lie to you through your teeth. You can't do it yourself. Possessions won't help you. Only God. A dead church, guaranteed, will never help you. Now, there was a time when some of Jesus' followers, well, he, he gave them a pretty tough sermon, and they just said, well, I'm out of here. Not the apostles, just a bunch of other people. They said, we're not going to do that. You mean we've got to like, give up things to follow you? Oh, forget it. And Jesus turned to his apostles, these 12. You know what he said to them? You going to leave me too? Listen to the answer from Peter. John 6. Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. See, Peter knew that Jesus' teachings were true and that following him and his teaching would give them eternal life right now and heaven when they died. They once heard Jesus talking to a very religious man who was searching. See, religion is always a dead end. Religion is man trying to get to God. No, God sent Jesus to get to us. Religion's a dead end. He was Jewish. And he came to him, and Jesus said this to him. I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. You can't get to heaven unless you're born again. So understand, Jesus had the words of eternal life. Here's how to go to heaven. Here's how to have your sins forgiven. Here's how to get to God. Here's how to do life right. The only guy that can do that is Jesus Christ. Now, 
Go back to Luke 6, where you have your finger. Look at verse 40. Here comes the second teaching from Jesus. Second warning. Three warnings this morning because he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Verse 40. The student is not above the teacher. Here's what you want to write down. Christ followers always remain a student of Jesus. Jesus' apostles were in training to be the new teachers. Jesus is challenging them with this whole sermon and these specific keys that I'm giving you today. Every one of us, we never arrive. We're always learning to be more like Jesus. So first principle, Jesus says, you know, this student is not above the teacher. The teacher knows more than the student. God always knows more than you and me. Don't think you know more than God. Well, I've been, I, look, I've been a Christian more than 66 years. I'm still in the process of learning. Now look at the rest of the verse. The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. This is a huge principle. Here's what you want to write down. Here's the second spiritual warning. No, we become like those we follow. We see this principle all through scripture. Remember the idols I told you about? They can't see, can't whatever, and they just can't anywhere. Uh, They say this in the Bible, same passage. Those who make them will be like them. We end up worshiping them. We made them. In the New Testament, it says this, bad company corrupts good character. Jesus is reminding his disciples that we become like those we follow and hang with. We become like those we worship. That's why you were born to only follow Jesus. He said, Pastor Mark, we become like who we hang with and follow. Let me mention a word this morning. ISIS. What do you think the goal of ISIS leaders are? as they ravage villages and take all the young people 12 and under. What is the goal for those 12? To become just like who? Their parents? No, they become their parents. And that's the young people who will destroy our world. See, God knew the principle. Satan knows the principle. ISIS but sometimes we forget the principle. See, Pastor Mark, are you telling me I'm, that I'm going to become like people that I hang with? See, the longer you come here, you're going to become like me. You're going to get shorter and shorter and shorter. But for some of you, I do have hair. Could I hear an amen from the ball people? Here we go. Yeah, I knew it was coming. Praise God. Short with hair. Okay, I'll take it. Today, Pastor Mark taught us that the most dangerous blind leader is us. He warned us to remain close to Jesus and the teaching of the scriptures to avoid being deceived, either by false teachers or our own thinking. We were reminded that Jesus himself is the only true way to a right relationship with God the Father, that we're to be students of his for our entire lifetime. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira Campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. In the next message, Pastor Mark will continue teaching about our responsibilities as Christ followers, including special instructions for parents. He will also be speaking to young people who've grown up in the church, warning them not to deceive themselves into thinking they can have one foot in the world and one in Christ's kingdom. These are warnings we should all heed. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. May God bless you. Together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.